Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's hour number two of Fantasy Sports today. A quarterback benching by the Steelers or the Browns back in the playoff picture. And plus, we'll preview Monday Night Football. Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. Toward the end zone. It is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Fires up the middle. Pass is caught by Owens. Owens made the catch. And welcome back. This is hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today. And Craig Bish and Joe Pizapia back with you here on the show. Sean Guastamacchia producing our program. We are here this week only, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Those of you who are listening to the show. Also, I want to mention something to those of you who are listening to the show. I'm getting a lot of questions on Twitter about fantasy football. Now, keep in mind, guys, that I'm very happy to help as I have for the last decade on social media. But before we go any further, I want to mention something. If you guys don't uh, put a period or just some sort of comment like, hey, at Craig Mish, sometimes I will miss those notifications. You have to put something before my name. And I noticed there were a couple like that this weekend. So please, if you do ask me a question, uh, put something like, hey, Craig, or like just put something before. I always tell people this for baseball, too, because uh, I have to search my own name to get those sort of things. And I don't do that except for when I'm really bored, like once a week to see that I miss anything. And so please, if you guys are going to ask questions, do it that way, because I feel really bad seeing kickoffs come and I don't answer your question. Okay. Now that we've got that out of the way, Steelers beat the Bengals 16 to 10. Uh, under 38 was a pick that came in. So thank goodness for me on that. Uh, Mason Rudolph's days, I guess, are done. Eight for 16, 85 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. This is something where it's very, very important to watch college football. And, and this is something that you would have seen in college that is kind of coming into the pros. Now, again, I want to say this about Mason Rudolph. I do think he'll get another opportunity again. It is really unfair to take away Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, and your center and expect better performance. But there's no doubt that Tomlin made the right field call here. And I don't think that this kid Hodges is much better, but he did throw for a touchdown immediately to Washington when he came in the game. Otherwise, he didn't do anything. The Steelers just have a really bad quarterbacking situation. And even if they get in the playoffs, I don't think they're going anywhere. So just keep all this in mind. Uh, Finally, Benny Snell came alive here. This is good for next year, I'm hoping. 21 carries, 98 yards. I would not expect this again, but I love Benny Snell. I love him as a player, and I think he's going to be good in the NFL. It's just going to take some time. Uh, This kid, White, who played yesterday, didn't know he was alive until he had six carries for 43 yards yesterday. Washington, three for 98. I know he was a popular pick for a lot of people that came through. Deontay Johnson did not, three for 29. And Vance McDonald's basically cuttable now in fantasy, and uh, I am going to do that this week uh, with the playoffs coming up. Uh, For Cincinnati, yeah, nothing pretty much. Uh, Finley, 192 and a touchdown. Joe Mixon got his eight to 10 points. Uh, Boyd had a monster game, five for four or one one. But as they're driving down the game for the game winning score, what does he do? He fumbles and the Steelers make up Fitzpatrick picks up the ball. And then that basically ended the game. So, uh, Joe, the Steelers, this is kind of what they have to do at this point. It's very similar to a Colts situation, except for their quarterbacking is even worse. Their offensive line is even worse. 
And from a fantasy perspective, I mean, how, how could you possibly expect anything better when you eliminate all those names that I just mentioned? So good job by the Steelers, honestly, to even win any games. Yeah, well, good job again by the defense. Now I know the Bengals aren't thrilling. Uh, we did see the Tyler Boyd overcorrection there. So we had the touchdown. You have the fumble, as you said, also. But uh, five for 101. Nice to see that coming on the other side of this football game. Mixon continues to get decent volume. But clearly, there's just no upside in this offense with the quarterback play. And uh, hopefully that will change when Joe Burrow's quarterback next year. I agree. It was the right call to pull Mason Rudolph from this game. It was awful. It was just awful. And yeah, everything was stacked against him. But we've seen guys overcome greater odds before in situations. It was uh, certainly ugly, but a win nonetheless for the Steelers. And a win that I think everybody felt uh, this was a tenuous game because of all the injuries. So the fact that they did come out with the W, that's all that matters at the end of the day with this one. And uh, I am not as... Uh, optimistic as you are that Rudolph's going to get a second chance next year. I don't. I think you might have seen enough even when he had other pieces around him that you might look at this and go, you know what? I think we've seen enough. We need to get a better version uh, of a backup quarterback because Ben Roethlisberger is getting older. And I think that's something to keep in mind. So uh, I actually don't think he is long for this team. I think they will have a more uh, ready backup, God forbid, because Roethlisberger is no spring chicken. No, but he hadn't been for when was the last time he was a spring chicken? And but he's missed he games. See, Landry Jones has played. And, we, uh, before exactly. that, he had, how was uh, he? How was Landry Jones? Mason Rudolph's better than Landry Jones. Uh, Landry Jones, I'm ready to horrible. say that. Oh pretty bad. Gosh, Mason Rudolph's Landry been pretty Jones. awful too. Go look at this. That's look at Landry Jones's. Oh, you take a look at Landry. Who was the Jones's other one too? There was another quarterback that played too in time. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, Dennis Dixon. Oh, that wasn't the name though. Look, look, Roethlisberger's getting old. Okay, you know some guys age differently. He's getting old. Some of the bodies breaking down. You need to have somebody who's more reliable because you don't want to have this happen where you have to have the perfect storm of things happen for everybody to get right again. I know, but you're just way you're look. Landry Jones was horrible. It was it was a horrible. horrible And I'm saying Mason Rudolph is equally bad. And so you got to you got to make a got to make another look here. That's all. Well, maybe they will special. Just somebody They spent a relatively high pick on him. So I don't know that they're going to give up there, but we'll see. I don't think Hodges is good either, by the way. He had one great throw. Uh, Browns beat the Dolphins 41 to 24. Cleveland is all of a sudden like starting to feel like maybe that they have a shot to get back in this thing. Not impossible with the opponents that they play. Bengals, I believe, twice over the rest of the season. So maybe they uh, they just they just crushed the Dolphins. Mayfield, 327, three touchdowns, one pick. Chubb, 106 and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt even got in the, involved again, scored a touchdown. So we got you about 10 fantasy points. Landry had a monster game. They obviously wanted to get him more involved against his former team. 10 catches, 148 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. And Odell Beckham back on the scene. Six catches, 84 yards for him. So really good sign, although the Browns won't play the Dolphins every week. That's what they're saying. They kind of will because they'll play the Bengals twice more. So keep this in mind for Browns mm-hmm. in the fantasy playoffs. Fitzpatrick, 214, two touchdowns, two picks. The uh, the running back that was supposed to be really good and, and was being pretty highly touted was this kid Laird who just didn't do anything. And then Kalen Balazs is a nothing. So the Dolphins don't have any running backs at this point. Zero. Devontae Parker got another 14, 15 points in fantasy. So that's good. Uh, Alan Hearns uh, scored a touchdown, and Mike Gusecki all of a sudden is being featured a little bit more in their offense. I'm surprised that he wasn't last year, but he's getting a little bit more of a look this year. But the Browns, Joe, are really interesting because they have a softer schedule. They seem to be coming on a little bit. I don't think that they're going to get into the playoffs, but nine and seven with some luck may, you know, may may get them there. I think if they win every game the rest of the year, they'll get in. But Two games against Cincinnati. Got you. Got to think that those are wins. Yeah. Cincinnati. Oh, absolutely. They're definitely. They, they have to be wins. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but the problem is the Browns have put themselves in a hole, and sometimes you can't dig yourself out. And I feel like they're going to have the same issue they did last year. Where it'll be the last week of the season. They'll they'll win a game and miss the playoffs, and they'll go, "Ugh, if we had only won one more game, if we'd only been a little bit better early on." So they got to break this habit. Uh, we had a fun bet on Roto Expert Show on Sunday. 
who would have the bigger fancy day, Odell Beckham or Jarvis Landry? Davis took Odell. Jim Day took Odell. I stood on the island all by myself, Craig, with Jarvis Landry. I don't understand. Has anybody been watching this game long for Jarvis Landry lately? I know everyone keeps waiting for Odell to be the superstar and all this stuff. He finally had the touchdown, had a big game. By the way, that touchdown he caught, there was nobody around Higgins. There was nobody for 20 yards around Higgins. He was floating in the end zone as well. They were trying to get Odell the touchdown, and he finally got it. But if you look at the volume of Jarvis Landry over the last six weeks, it's not even close. Landry is just getting so many more looks than him and going forward in those games against Cincinnati. You better be going heavy on Landry. I'm telling you right now. And the other takeaway from this game for me, Craig, is that Kareem Hunt is going to get paid next year. Somebody is going to look and say, well, you know, Kareem Hunt. People forget 2017. He was in the top of the league in rushing yards. Everybody forgets that a couple years ago. So let's just keep that in mind. Kareem Hunt is a difference making guy. And it's no joke that the Browns are also playing a little bit better since he's joined the offense too. Yeah, he's definitely uh, he's definitely improved and you know, certainly, you know, Landry did not leave Miami on good terms. So not surprising that this particular game is the one that he really popped off. 10, 148, two touchdowns. No question. Okay, coming up next, Redskins and Lions. Yuck, I know, but we got to do it. In fact, there's a couple of games that were kind of duds in terms of fantasy. But we review them all, and we'll continue next year on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. And congratulations to the Washington Redskins. Man, what a win for them yesterday. Finally got one against a team that's not named Miami. They beat the Lions. Wow, have they fallen back. 19-13. to 13. Dwayne Haskins did nothing. I mean, it's really amazing if you look at the stats to think that Washington, how, how did they even win this game? I guess the answer is three picks on the other side. But uh, Haskins, 156, no touchdowns, one interception. Guys, 32 yards, yuck. Peterson, 28 yards, yuck. McLaurin is still flexy, like kind of startable. It seems like they have a little bit of something going there, so that's certainly good. Five for 72 there. The film is now out on Driscoll, so that run looks like it's over. 207, one touchdown, three picks. Scarborough had another good game. 98 yeah, 98, yards shocking. Holiday. I was wrong about that one. I'll take the heat there. 98, well, there you go. There's your heat. 98 heat. yards for uh, Scarborough. Galladay, four for 61. Marvin Jones, five for 46. Detroit actually had better numbers uh, there. You're actually wrong about Detroit, too. Why don't you give yourself another L for that one? Oh, yeah, the Lions. Yeah, hey, the Lions I told you been, what happened with them. Too many too many bounces go your against you eventually you just you just you just everything that goes wrong you just think the sky is falling and that's what happened this team imploded and then you lose your quarterback it's over it's over it just, this happens every year with them they get off to a good start they do I, again i'm going to go back to what i said next year whatever the lions win total is i'm going over on the total. <laughs> too, too too many close games this season you're going over that are, oh absolutely whatever okay. it is I, six and a half seven wins i'm going over there that's going to correct itself next year they're going to win some of those close games this is not a brown situation detroit has some talent there but, i agree uh, coaching is, is not great either there. It's it's a mess. But, hey, look, we're headed toward Thanksgiving. Maybe they'll pick up a win. They usually play well on Thanksgiving. Uh, for Washington, I'm happy they won this game, even though in the uh, Super Contest we took 
the Lions, I'm going to go right back against Washington next week. I, I know their defense is good, but this was the worst game of the day probably in the NFL. And uh, um, look, I'm happy for Haskins. I'm happy he got his win, but Washington did not, did not look impressive at all yesterday. No. I would say the Lions lost this game. That's what I would, I would, I would agree. I think that is absolutely the sentiment. You're 100% right. The three turnovers killed them there. And Driscoll, you know, still running around a little bit. So from fantasy perspective, still a decent enough investment uh, in DFS because he keeps running the football in the last couple of weeks. So that's been positive. But the picks killed him. At the end of the day, that's what it was. And some were on him and some were on the receivers. Scarborough was a surprise. So uh, I don't know how much we're buying into this, but he was a popular choice too. I faded away from him. He was pretty good. Geis was a disappointment. Um, I would not look for many more wins. So it's a good thing you got the selfie and took the picture when it happened, Dwayne, because mm. you know you want to make sure you log this. And going back to McLaren, who you mentioned earlier, you know, two weeks ago, he had a, a what would have been a touchdown called back. So I think you can play him as a flex every week. It's a little scary. I get it. But I think you can play him going forward because he is such an incredible talent. And he, he is so explosive that I think that you take your shots there. That's what you want in your flex anyway. A guy with upside. And I think he still has that. So even though this was five for 72, and you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's okay. Well, if you factor in the last week, the penalty brought that other big one back. Maybe it's better than people realize. So he's better than Trey Quinn is what you're saying. Oh, of course he's better than Trey Quinn. That's that's undeniable going into this year. Had well, the Redskins had no idea what McLaren really was, or maybe hey, they drafted him. So I guess they, they felt pretty good about him. him. Yeah, they obviously knew. You know, uh, you watch a lot more college football. Did you I see didn't, this I, didn't, State? I had no clue that he was going to be good. I just I just no clue. But the, the second that he did well, I picked him right up. Yeah, you know, I, I got him. I, in the last spots too. I don't think he was drafted anywhere in any fantasy league this year. No, nope. Uh uh-uh. yeah. Seahawks beat the Eagles 17 to nine, a relatively easy win for Seattle. They uh, gave up a late score to Philadelphia. Why the why Philly went for two at the end? Again, I cannot figure these out. Uh, Wilson did not have a great game. This is kind of Lamar Jackson's MVP to lose. I would think as they play tonight. Uh, This, this is troubling for me because Rashad Penny had 14 carries for 129 yards and a touchdown and Carson had eight for 26. And in a fantasy league where we are cruising, uh, I need Carson to be really good, and that was not something that I wanted to see yesterday with Penny. I'm hoping it's only one game, but we'll see. Uh, Lockett, his worst game of the year, finally had a dud, one for th- uh, 38, and Metcalf had three for 35. On Philly's side, there's a lot of debate today. There's a lot of debate that Wentz is having a bad year, and it's not all on the receivers, and some of it's on him. I am still going to say it is on the receivers, and it is not on him. I, that receiving core is as bad as any team in the NFL. Maybe some of it is him, and and I understand that there, there, there are guys like Tom Brady that have had less to work with that have made guys great. And maybe Wentz just is not that guy. And from a fantasy perspective, you definitely have to bump him down for sure. But I just I think he's just really up against it. And by the way, Philly still could easily get in the playoffs. It's got to be Dallas. Uh, Sanders, 12 for 63 on the ground. He ended up getting 10, 11 fantasy points. So he was fine. And look, Zach Ertz had his game, 12 for 91 and a touchdown. And a really nice story to see Greg Ward involved. Six catches, 40 yards, former quarterback at Houston. I love Greg Ward. Great attitude and a great player on the college football field. They would not let him be a quarterback in the NFL. And I'm not that surprised, but I'm happy to see him involved, at least in the receiving game. It's taken him a couple of years to kind of catch on here. Maybe he ends up being their best receiver. So, look, I'm, I'm, I understand it, and, and Philly fans are calling for Wentz, and they're like, oh, he's not as good as we oh, thought he was, just, whatever, Joe. too easy to... But, but yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, who is he supposed to throw to? Like, uh, what season and who's running the football, have? too, Craig? I mean, let's, let's be honest. Where's any of the weapons besides Ertz on this team? They have one weapon, and he still caught 12 balls for 91 and a touchdown regardless of a lot of double coverage yesterday. 
So, so where, where, what do you want him to do? They can't run play action. They can't keep anybody honest. Alshon Jeffrey has always been hurt his whole career. He's got talent, but he's older and hurt, which is not a good combination. Deshaun Jackson was a bust. You know, Miles Sanders. I mean, uh, I mean, okay. Well, maybe he'll be something next. Miles year. Sanders we'll is, is not as good as as it was supposed to be. Well, he ain't Saquon Barkley. I could tell you that. The pantheon of running backs, uh, you know, he of Penn State. He ain't that group. So all I'm saying is, I think this is just everybody's just looking for take out their anger on somebody. They should take it out of the general manager because the general manager has not given Wentz enough to work with. And I don't think the problem's Wentz. You could say maybe he's not the same since the knee injury. Okay, maybe not. But at the same time, you can't expect a guy to be anything close to a, a, a QB1 type guy if you don't give him the weapons to do it with. I mean, even Tom Brady, as great as Tom Brady is, well, Tom Brady over the last couple of weeks has not been great. He's gotten the same amount of touchdowns he did in the first three games that he has in the last six. So you can't expect any quarterback in this league to, to overcome this lack of talent. So I just, everybody needs to calm down. And on the other side of this game, as far as Penny, I guess the only solace is you take away two things. Number one, he had a 58 yard run. That was a big chunk of that yardage. And the other thing you take away with, this was the same exact game plan that the Vikings ran a couple weeks ago where they had Madison and Dalvin cook and Madison got a ton of work in that game too. So I think the way you beat the Eagles is just continue to, to bring down the one thing they do well, which is they're good up front. If you get them tired, then after that, you can eventually fatigue them in the fourth quarter same thing that the Vikings did, and that's how they won that game, and that's how the Seahawks won this game. Yeah, I need I need Carson to be good. I, this this is. I don't think I, I would. I, I, I wouldn't. I, I cannot have a timeshare here. I cannot have a timeshare here. And I know I that was Carson's worst game in six weeks, but still, I just I don't want to see any of that going into the fantasy playoffs for a guy who's been so rock solid, and and Seattle has been a really really good team all year long. All right, uh, Titans forty one, Jaguars twenty. What has happened to the Jaguars defense? I am just, I have no idea. They cannot stop good. Hit anybody. Not that good. It's horrible. No, they haven't been good for a while. They haven't been good in two years. They haven't been good. Sick of it. Well, well, this is, it. well, this was a tough one. Um, Tannehill, 259 yards, two touchdowns, passing one rushing touchdown. Derrick Henry was a monster. 159 yards on the ground. He was the best running back in fantasy. Two touchdowns for him. AJ Brown also had a big game. Four catches, 135 yards and a touchdown. And the, and the Jaguars offense was was kind of fine, like what you would expect. But when your defense gets obliterated like that, there's nothing you can do. Foles, 272. Fournette, 97 yards, two touchdowns, nine catches for 62 yards, too. So he was great. Westbrook, eight for 69. And DJ Chark, five for 38. And so uh, maybe time to stop taking the Jaguars here, Joe. That's my advice to you. Well, you know where PFF has them ranked right now? Where the defense of the Jaguars is? Do you want to take a guess? I have no idea. Uh, 22. 29. Yeah, they're tired. 22. They're, just getting, they're getting killed. Well, I mean, and, and you think about how bad some of the ones underneath them, it's the Redskins, it's the Bengals, you know, the Falcons, the Giants. So that's that's where they are right now. Just for perspective, you know, everybody needs to stop living in the past and realize that this is not the same. I know, but you were included. Me included. I hate, how many times did I call for Doug Marone? I said, this defense isn't any good. The offense is lackluster. What was, your, what was, your, what was your pick of the week? Oh, I thought that I thought they would win this game. Yeah, but that was more of an indictment of, of Tennessee. Did you think Tennessee was going to score 41 points? Because I sure didn't. I like Jacksonville also, but you can't talk out of both ends. You can't say no, I'm not talking about both ends. I can still say a defense sucks, and I still think a football team's going to win this game. Why? Why can't we say that? We see crazy things like that happen all the time. You so the Bears you, offense you, sucks. Did they win you, the game? You can, but you got to say you were surprised. <laughs> you can't say I'm that you knew going into the game if you picked Jacksonville to win. I'm surprised that Tennessee scored 41 points. The Bears offense sucks. They still won. I'm not surprised by that total, but I'm also not surprised by the W. I picked the Bears too. That's what I mean. Like, I don't understand. Like, th- those two things can live in the same world. I don't get that. The, bear, the Bears this week? 
Yeah, I, did, I thought the Bears would win this football game. That's a loss. They didn't cover. Well, I'm, again, pick them to win outright. I do the picks where oh, you're picking rank leagues. Congratulations. Well, I'm just, I do those. Well, what's wrong with that? A lot of people do those. That's outright? That's, that means nothing. Well, the picking and ranking thing, outright? fun. I like the picking and rankings. You, know, you rank them the confidence picks. It's fun to do. I've been one of those leagues for 20 years. It's fun. A lot of people Got do it. those. Very popular. Not everybody uh, bets. Yeah, this, this, just, just stop picking the Jaguars, please. You, they're not good. They are not good. All right. Fournette All right. and Henry are good. I think we could take that away. Yeah, the, the, they can still score. They're fine. They're just I just can't believe how bad their defense is. It's just and with Marone being a defensive coach, I'm very disappointed. This is one of the more disappointing uh, finishes to any team in the NFL. He's gone, and Ron Rivera's gone too. They're all I gone. Like, I like Rivera. I like will have Rivera will have a job next year, immediately after Marone. I don't know about. Yeah, we'll see how it finishes. All right. Uh, speaking of which, we got to keep going here. We got the Patriots and Cowboys coming up next, and 49ers and Packers. Don't go. Away. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS line combinations and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. All right, so the uh, the Patriots didn't look great, but this is kind of the way that they've been playing lately, and they beat the Cowboys 13-9. to Dallas definitely had a lot of chances in this one, especially late, and they could not come through. Fantasy-wise, Tom Brady, 190 and one touchdown. In the league I have him, I, I'm going to have to start thinking about a potential another quarterback, I think. Uh, Sony Michelle, 85 yards. Edelman, 8 for 93. Nikhil Harry scored right away. A catch and a touchdown and then nothing the rest of the game. That was disappointing. Jacoby Myers, 4 for 74. Dak Prescott, uh, I'm not going to hold Prescott accountable for this, man. The guy's been out of this world the last three weeks, but he had 212 in an interception. Zeke Elliott basically does what he did. Same thing like Le'Veon Bell, just gives you a lot of uh, volume. 89 yards, 4 catches, 40 yards, 15 fantasy points, basically. Uh, Randall Cobb was the leading receiver for Dallas because this guy Gilmore just locks down Cooper and then everybody else does their stuff. But yeah, wow, like he is he has been as as dominant as any quarter Three in the words, NFL. Three right? words, defensive player of the year. That's actually four words but. of the week. <laughs> uh, Gallup five for fifty five, and uh, and look, the Patriots defense is just playing outstanding. I just boy, I don't know. Like I don't know that this is the recipe for them to win a Super Bowl. Well, I don't either. But it certainly is the recipe to win on a weekly basis, and. Um, and and yeah, look, I mean, the Cowboys also covered the spread in this one, too, which I did not think. I mean, Jason Garrett, to me, gets out coached every day by Bill Belichick. And that's kind of sort of what happened here. But uh, I, look, I, I think the, the Patriots are still favor either. I mean, this was Patriots a- are still Ooh. a top two team in the NFL, top three in the worst. They're probably still the best. And maybe this is just a November lull here a little bit. And I'm not going to make too much of it. 
But I, I got to think at some point the Patriots are going to have to start averaging about two, three touchdowns a game to win a Super Bowl, especially if they're going to have to play against Baltimore in the AFC Championship. And and look, if it's a defensive game in the Super Bowl and they play San Francisco, Joe, I give the I give the 49ers a chance too against New England. I would just like to see a little more offense, but uh, they're, they're clinching everything. They've had a fantastic season and um, you know, Dallas is uh, there. There's Dallas is like a 500 team that plays against bad teams and wins. That's basically it. Yeah, well, look, they're in a in a precarious situation here, the Patriots, because they I don't know if they can score and keep pace with the Chiefs in a couple weeks. You know, if Tyreek Hill is right and, and that offense is healthy enough, that is an offense that's going to put points on the board, you would think, against anybody. But, you know, they have played just extraordinary defensively. So we'll, we'll see what happens here. They have the Texans, Chiefs, the Patriots do, then the Bengals, Bills, and Dolphins. And the Bills are no cakewalk either, but it is in New England, which is always a tougher thing, so... You know, it's hard to imagine if the Patriots win out all these games playing the way they have offensively. I think you can make the case there that maybe it just doesn't matter how many points they score. If they could just get enough more than the other team, barely, this defense is going to do enough to do that. And I don't know. I mean, it's maybe. it's not it's not all that unlike the Ravens of 2000, where the Ravens of 2000, they, there's a lot of like, you know, 14, 12 kind of games where the defense scored a touchdown. You remember and I remember those games. It was kind Look, of like this man. is the same. This is the same recipe that even since then that the Broncos had with Peyton Manning that and everyone was looking at Peyton Manning. It, it was Von Miller and that defense that Denver what? had that beat New England in the AFC championship oh, and won the that. Super Bowl. So may, you know, you're right. Maybe this is the recipe. We'll see. I would feel more comfortable with them thinking that they could score three touchdowns in a game. But it just it just it doesn't you I mentioned ha- Brady too about I don't know whether the quarterbacks are out there, but. I would certainly be looking to replace him in fantasy. I mean, yeah, he plays Kansas City in the first week, though. That's the only thing. That's a, a Kansas City matchup is just too juicy to bench him. Well, yeah, like Kansas City and the Bengals in the first two weeks of the playoffs. I mean, so. Those are really good matchups. <laughs> they really are. They, I, they I have Winston as the backup. So, well, look, you years know. ago, I don't think you could take too much out of. Look, that was a horrendous condition yesterday to play football in. Yeah, it's true too. That's true. I mean, that, that was there was rain coming in sideways, the wind on top. It wasn't even you know rain. I always say eh, rain to rain. It's the wind that makes it very difficult. And there was a ton of wind in that game too. It was atrocious. So. I think the big takeaways are Stefan Gilmore is defensive player of the year. I don't want to hear anybody say anything differently. He held Amari Cooper to zero catches. Zero. What about Nick uh, Boza? Uh, I don't care. Nope. Sorry. It's Stefan Gilmore this year. Boza's terrific. I got to see what the voting is on. I got to see what the odds are on that. Stefan Gilmore is defensive player of the year. I don't want to hear. Anyway, the, he is he is on a different planet right now of what this guy's doing. And go week to week of the guys, the big time wide receivers that he shut down. Um, but going back to the other side of this game with the Cowboys, too, I know Jerry Jones wasn't happy. But are we ever going to reach a spot where him where he's unhappy enough to make a change at head coach? Because it's I mean, Garrett's been there. How long is Garrett? Is he like the third or fourth longest tenure? He's probably fourth, right? Behind Peyton and Harbaugh mm-hmm. and Belichick, yeah. right? He's fourth. I mean, he's been there a long time. Tough. Yeah. Where yeah. the Super Bowl? And they're saying uh, the Giants uh, may be interested in him. I don't know where that's uh, came from. Great. But. I'm sure. The By the way, uh, Boza is the favorite to win defensive player of the year. Minka Fitzpatrick is second. Gilmore is third. Just as you know, I don't, I'm sorry. Minka's had a great season. Boza had a great season. Gilmore is the guy. Gilmore is the most <laughs> dominant player on the defense side of any football game. Maybe right he'll now. win, but right now he's not the favorite. Just to, I, and and imagine, you know what? I, I don't know what Nikhil Harry's going to be. He had a nice college career. You could probably tell him more about Nikhil Harry's college career than I can. I can only say what I saw. What I saw was a guy that I thought was going to be a, a pretty good wide receiver in the National Football League, and he struggled mightily in the preseason. It was a hell of a catch he made uh, for that touchdown. If he can emerge a little bit and Sanu can get healthy, all of a sudden maybe you do have a run here where you get to the end of December. And I'll tell you what, if the Patriots are 10-1 and 
right now and they're struggling, quote unquote, offensively. Imagine if they start to score points and things click at the end of the year. Oh, my God, that's a scary thought. Yeah, I'm not sure that that will happen. Uh, also, with Harry, it is a little disappointing that with all of the issues and injuries that they have, is he still doesn't get heavily involved in the offense. I think probably for next year, he'll be more of a factor, but you never know with Belichick if he doesn't like a guy's attitude or how hard oh, he works. Remember those Malcolm those Mitchell? are things that I'm just not sure. You remember Malcolm Mitchell? Sounds familiar. Yeah, Malcolm Mitchell was a rookie wide receiver, struggled early on, then all of a sudden things clicked, had a great finish. They won a Super Bowl. He had some huge catches, and then he kind of petered out, and then he, they eventually just cut him. But if they have another run like that with Malcolm Mitchell, like they can with Harry, Harry is a much higher pick though than Mitchell. Much higher. And that's why I'm saying if you can even just duplicate that run, it was the same. It was the same thing. Rookie didn't do much. All of a sudden caught fire at the end. He started to get confidence with Brady. And next thing you know, all of a sudden he turned things around. He was a factor and they won the Super Bowl that year. I don't know, man. It's it's going to be fascinating to watch the rematch between the Ravens and and the Pats. That's what the end. I if mean, I'm a that, yeah. fan, that's what you're looking for this year. Can't wait to see that. 49ers will take on the Ravens next week. Uh, last night, they just dismantled Green Bay. Uh, really just easy, quick, and done. Jimmy G, 253 yards and two touchdowns. Mostert, 45 and a touch. Coleman, 39 and a touch. Kittle, 6 for 129 and a touchdown. He was dominant. And Debo Samuel has certainly been great. Two catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown for him as well. Aaron Rodgers is, uh, it was his worst game of the year, probably. 104, one touchdown. Aaron Jones gave you, if you if you started Aaron Jones and, he, and you've been riding him, uh, you probably lost this week because this was his worst game of the year, 38 yards. Devontae Adams, seven catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown, also a two-point conversion, so he was fine. Jamal Williams got more heavily involved in this one. Aaron Rodgers, he was just getting mauled in the backfield. It, he just never really had a chance. And it just didn't appear from any point in the game, Joe, that that game started, that they had any chance to win that game. No. The 49ers just dominated that one. And when you look back, they are, but they'll get to the playoffs. But yeah. when you look at when you look at San Francisco, to me, the only team that's fared well against them uh, consistently is Arizona. Like Arizona has the secret yeah. sauce to beating San Francisco. Right. And they, I know that they played uh, another close game or two this year. The Seattle game was amazing, too. Seattle's a good team. But. That's it. That's basically it. Like, I what guess I got I would nobody else has that they've played this year. What What do they have? Think about it. It's not uh, hard. The two teams that they've lost to. No. A, a run, did you say a running quarterback? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they yeah. have. And who's the other team that gave them a problem? Seattle, a guy who's very mobile in the pocket because they are very aggressive. So the guys that give them problems are the guys who can get a little elusive. The guys who can roll out a bit, make a play or run off with the football. Russell Wilson can do that. He can do that. And next week, like you said, they got Lamar Jackson. Now, Drew Brees can't do that. So that'll be fascinating to watch. The Packers matchup to me was not, this is not the test of the 49ers yet. The test of the 49ers was the Seahawks. And then the test coming up are the Ravens, the Saints, and then the Seahawks again in week 17, which should be fascinating to see who's playing for what at that point. But let me tell you, the, the, the stand-up pocket quarterback, like if I was the Patriots, I'd be terrified to see the 49ers in the Super Bowl because Tom Brady is, is going to be on his back most of that game. But that's a terrible matchup for them in the Super Bowl. But I'll tell you what, the in the converse sense of that, if I'm the 49ers, I am terrified to see Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the 49ers will probably get to the NFC Championship, and then we'll see what happens, because then you would think that they'll have to face Seattle to get through it, you would guess. But yeah, if they if they play against these static guys, they just get in the backfield and just dominate, and they did last night too. Uh, in terms of some injuries this week, let's touch on this. Uh, thank goodness, not a huge injury week in the NFL. Haskins left in a sling, but he says he'll be fine, and you're not starting him in fantasy regardless of that. Hunter Renfro, uh, maybe some people would consider starting him as a flex, but he left with some bruised ribs. We'll have to see what his status is this week. Big injury for the Redskins if Ryan Kerrigan can't go. One of their better defensive linemen, he had a concussion. Uh, There's some reports that are saying, Joe, from yesterday that Eric Ebron is going to go on injured reserve, so if you have him, you're going to have to probably find another tight end option. 
And Carson Wentz also had his hand in something yesterday. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but he said that he's going to be fine as well. We'll have to keep an eye on Carson Wentz. So luckily, I didn't see anything significant yesterday. Did I miss any injury that you thought was significant? No, I, I didn't see anything either. I don't know if anything will pop up today, but I didn't see anything either that was very, um, you know, super concerning on the fantasy level. Honestly, Wentz's. You know, already kind of, I feel like, lost his QB1 status, so I don't know how much people really worry about that. But it, it just, you know, watching that game again, and I, I know we keep coming back to it, and I know we talked about it last week. If they don't go out and make sure that they solidify a true, young, difference-making wide receiver, the kind that, you know, the Odell Beckham kind or the Michael Thomas kind or the kind that's been in some of these drafts in the recent years that you know and I know is in abundance in this year's draft, you go out there and get that guy or one of them because... I think you will see a very different version of Carson Wentz. And if you could just commit to running the football and make another, you know, good selection on the offensive line, you know, they had line issues with health Johnson and all that stuff. So it's been very difficult. So, I mean, I understand the Philly fans are, are upset. They're annoyed. You know, it's very Philadelphia that the one Super Bowl they win, it's with the backup quarterback and, Oh my gosh, you couldn't believe this happened. And then we've gone back to the, the chosen one quarterback and we suck again. And I get it. I understand the frustration, but you know, it's, Doug Peterson is not, you know, the greatest coach in the world either. They, they had a great magical run. It was terrific. Good for them. But I don't think they should. Uh, I don't think the ire should be a Carson Wentz. I don't think it's fair. We'll take a brief time out on fantasy sports today. When we come back, it's a preview of Monday Night Football and a look at some college football. Then we'll send it over to full time fantasy. Don't go away. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. It is Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show as we update you with everything going on in fantasy football. But also keep in mind, full-time fantasy is coming your way in about 15 minutes. Dr. Roto with everything going on in the NFL. He's got you from 2 to 3 Eastern right here on FNTSY Radio. Uh, Monday Night Football tonight. Okay, so this is an interesting one. Really, really interesting to me because on paper, on paper, I don't think these two teams are close. I think Baltimore is a far superior team to the Rams. The Rams are kind of point spread wise, Joe, living off their last two years. But Monday night home dogs historically are a phenomenal betting proposition, arguably the best of any proposition in the history of the NFL. And the Rams are getting three and a half points tonight. They've looked awful. They've looked terrible. They did not even look good against the Bears last week. But why is Baltimore not five or six point favorites in this game? That's the bizarre look for me here in this one. So uh, the Ravens have gone from three to three and a half. And the game is at 8.15 Eastern. We'll see if Woods ends up playing. I think that's a big, big loss for them when Woods is not on that field because Goff is certainly a better home player than he is a road player. But I got to tell you, after watching last week's game, I don't even know if he's a good home player either. 
So, Joe, you would think that the Ravens just go into L.A. and smash them, but the line is not telling you that. So I, I find the line fascinating, honestly, tonight, and I'm guessing some of it has to do, again, where home teams usually on Monday night come through. Uh, I understand that. I get the logic, but that would be shocking to me. I mean, the Rams are just not a good football team this year. I'm sorry. They're just not. And Lamar Jack, it's not even just Lamar Jackson and, and the run he's on, which is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's also the, the what gets lost in the shuffle and kind of pushed to the back of things is how good that Baltimore Ravens defense has been. Since they acquired Marcus Peters, all of a sudden, he's, a, he's been a, a good quarter. He's had a couple of key interceptions there, turned the tide of a couple of games. And on top of that, he's allowed them to be more aggressive up front, get more pressure on the quarterback. Goff, to me, looks all kinds of regressed. Goff, to me, although Woods is an important cog in that offense, he has not been productive all year. Cooks has been out most of the year. Gurley has been nothing if not unimpressive. I understand the volume went up last week, but at this point, I don't think any of us trust that. So I struggle here to see how how this isn't a Ravens dominant performance there. I understand, you know, you could look ahead, but I don't feel like you look ahead. I, I think you look at this and you say, this is the team that was in the Super Bowl last year. It's a Monday night football game. I don't see Lamar Jackson not understanding the importance of this game or, or Harbaugh preparing them properly. Uh, I think this is a game where the old school coach kind of out coaches boy wonder and they get smoked in this game. So I don't know about you. I think this is a very comfortable spot. Sometimes maybe you should just take the comfortable you know, no. comfortable. Pace. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, you're not going to no. do it. You think that the Rams can keep it that close? I, I, it's, it's Monday night guys show up. Monday night guys show up to play, and if the Rams are going to get back to a renaissance and do it for one game, I think this is the one. Give me your final uh, score it, on this bad boy. I I'm know, not. I'm, 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 I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay away. I am not going to pick the game. Uh, I will. I will say that the game goes over the total. I will say the game goes over the total tonight. I think that I think that the game will be more competitive than it looks. And this is, you know, a lot of times this this looks like a sucker bet. This does. This has sucker bet written all over it because I, like you, think that Baltimore is way better, not even close than the L.A. Rams. But that's why I will not touch this game. If, if the if if the Ravens were four or five point favorites in this one, I'd be all over the Ravens. But the line is telling you it is sucking you right into taking them. And that's I'm, I'm just concerned with that. So but it does seem like the, uh, the Ravens are the right side. No doubt. It looks like it. But I've, I've gone down this road in Monday Night Football before and I'm not doing it tonight. All right. College football. LSU, Ohio State, Clemson and Georgia look like they are the playoff teams at this point. Now, let's kind of recap real quick what happened over the weekend. Oregon lost to USC. Um, Oregon is now out of the college football playoff. They're done. They have two losses. They're still going to get probably in the Pac-12 championship. They'll play against Utah. Utah's on the outside looking in. Now, we also understand that LSU plays Georgia, and being under the assumption in the SEC championship game that LSU beats Georgia, that would knock them out. So, Joe, there'll be one final spot available for Alabama, Oklahoma, or Utah. That's what it looks like, and it, there's not a lot of options beyond that. Alabama, of course, uh, doesn't have Tua, but Mac Jones played great last week. They're not going to. This is their last game this week against Auburn, and then their season is over, win or lose. Oklahoma is going to get a chance to play for the Big Twelve Championship. So if they can win this week and then win the Big Twelve Championship, they seem to be the favorite to finish fourth. If Oklahoma wins the next two, 
And then, of course, you have Utah on the outside looking in with a chance to win the Pac-12 championship. So, Joe, it looks like the college football playoff, at least what's projected, is going to be LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma. That's what most people feel will happen. Any disagreement with that? No, I mean, that that sounds pretty spot on for me. Uh, I didn't catch a lot on Saturday. The only thing I did see was that Penn State Ohio State game. And uh, I was actually kind of surprised in the third quarter there. That game was pretty tight. I think it was 21-17 right. at one point. Yeah. And then it just kind of fell apart on them. And um, I don't know what that says about Ohio State. I don't know if... if, if oh, we'll if, find out this week. They play Michigan. so Right. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it means like they you know, were looking past them or or maybe Penn State really is, you know, just a super competitive football team. And, uh, you know, it's... A, the one thing of watching some of the highlights and stuff, too, I have a question for you when it comes to Oklahoma is... Is Jalen Hurts the next quarterback that everybody kind of doesn't pay enough attention to who ends up going into the draft and then all of a sudden becomes a really good NFL quarterback? I think he could. Yeah, I think he I'm could. starting to feel like that. I'm starting to feel like he's the next of this. Uh, well, yeah, Deshaun Watson's really good, but uh, Lamar Jackson's really good, but you know, Patrick Mahomes is really good, but and the next thing you know, like these are the guys that are the transformative quarterbacks and all of a sudden picking up organizations and and really making them something again. So he, he's going to fall in the draft beyond the first round, probably, probably a second round pick. But I, why I, is I, that? I do. I'm curious uh, because they'll feel like he's more of a system guy than he is a um, a talented. But within that same system, produced the number one overall pick last year. Um, no, because game? Murray is a much better runner than, than Hurts, and it's not close. Would you say not that he's close. a much better passer than Murray? Uh, no, I would say Murray was okay. a better passer. Also, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just yeah, you know, trying to grade uh, yeah, it out those, here. Yeah, those two things. I mean, uh, Hertz is probably an inch taller than Murray, but that's the only thing that he had on him. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a okay. reason. I mean, think about this too. I mean, Joe Hertz could have stayed at Alabama, you know, and and yes, well, Tua was, was there. But if Hertz was better than Tua, then Hertz would have stayed. Look, I I think Hertz is going to end up being a a very good quarterback in the NFL. I think there's something to be said for the guy who feels like he's been snubbed. You know, maybe it's that Tom Brady factor, whatever it is. The guy that feels like, you know, the world's against him that he's got something to prove. And then like, I feel like it's the perfect scenario where he, like you said, he's probably going to go into the second round and he's going to be like, man, I'm a first round quarterback. And he's going to go out there and everybody's going to turn around and go, wow. Like, like why didn't everybody see this coming? I and like he's got to get into a good situation because I, right. I don't know if Haskins is Better good or not. Getting into but a good Haskins has looked situation. awful, Joe. He's looked terrible. Look, look at the chances of him getting into a good situation the later he goes in the draft, right? If he not goes at the he very end well, of the first round. Not if it's Miami with a million picks. Not if it's Cincinnati. If the, let's not say if it's Cincinnati Miami with a million picks, but... You let's, know. let's say Cincinnati does something crazy and they take Chase Young and then all of a sudden they take Hurts in the, with the first pick in the second oh, round. So I don't I don't Cincinnati can't take Chase. I, and I watch Chase Young play. I get it. And he ain't very big either. But man, he's a menace. Bay can take Jalen Hurts. Now, that's now interesting. That's, that would be a good spot for him. Tampa Bay will have a mid round pick, 18th pick, 17th pick in the draft. That's a, possibility a real good for spot for him. Um, you know, Pittsburgh could take him too, and Roethlisberger could play one more year, and then Hertz could take over at that point. It's so great, that would right. be a great landing spot in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, any of the anything can happen with the stupid draft, man. You just you, the, the, again the combine starts, and then look, I'm telling you now, Utah State has had a. I, I think I said this with you Thursday or Friday. I don't remember, but Utah State has had a terrible year. Boise State annihilated Utah State this week. 
you're going to look at the Jordan Love and his stats at the end of the year, and you're going to go, there's no way that this guy is a first-round pick. There's no way. You, you, what, 12 touchdowns, 10 picks? Are you kidding me? Like, how? He's going to be a first-round pick. <laughs> I mean, it's just, he's going to go to the combine, and people go, oh, my gosh, he's amazing. He jumps so high. He runs so far. And look, he may end up being great in the NFL, too, Jordan Love. I don't know. Maybe he will. Jordan Love, six weeks ago, there are people who are grading him out, Joe, as the second pick overall in the NFL draft. Second overall pick. He's got as many picks as he has touchdowns. And uh, that baffles me, Craig. It does. It happens, but it happens. It and happens. I don't want to do the other thing, too, because it also I also think there's you can make the case for overrating the quarterback based on, oh, my God, he's got so much talent around him. And, you know, I you go back to the USC group of quarterbacks, you know, the Mark Sanchez's of the world, the Matt Leinerts, and and say, well, look how good he is. Of course, he's going to be good in the NFL. Well, you know what? When you're playing with a bunch of guys that have – are extraordinary talents, and they're so much better than all the other talents they're playing against on a weekly basis. It's easy to overrate a quarterback too, but there's got to be a, a middle ground there. You Maybe. know, I, I mean, can't Herbert, Herbert is the one that I would be worried about. That's going to be the one that someone. What is it about Herbert that worries you? He should be better. They have an unbelievable offensive line and great wide receivers. There's no excuse for this guy throwing three picks in any college football game in the Pac-12. None. He, uh, he should be better. And this reminds me of Rosen. And you think bit. there's no way that Lawrence comes out? Of, Early this year, he can't. He's not allowed. He has to play one more year. Oh, it was. Oh, and this was to be the third. Oh, he doesn't have to play three. Yeah. Well, he's got to play two. He was a, a true freshman last. Uh, oh, I understand. Because I remember him playing last year. I was like, wait a minute, isn't this the second yeah. year? Uh, he has to come back next. He has to go back to um to college next year. Okay. What, what, what I don't know exactly what the rule states, but I know for a fact that Trevor years. Lawrence is not allowed to come out. You have to. You have to do three years in college. I see. So he's a true freshman. So therefore, not the same. Gotcha. Yeah, he's got it. And, and and Trevor Lawrence will be better than every single one of these other guys. Uh, I'm certain of that. I mean, Lawrence just slept walk through the first half of the year. He, he watch really what did. happens. in Oh, my God. He's going to be so good in this playoff. He's going to be amazing. Oh, well, he's been really good lately. All of a sudden, you could say the last. Oh, four he is. He is. Mind. Since since Peyton Manning, he is the I think he is the best quarterback to come out in forever. I, think I can't wait to see be. who the next Ryan Leaf is right next to him. It could be this. It could be Herbert, man. I'm telling you, this is. I would be very worried about Herbert. I mean, the same five offensive You're linemen for two straight years. Bogman yeah. said the same thing. And to me two about years Herbert. ago, I thought Herbert would be the number one overall pick, and I was saying he was going to be awesome. But you got to be able to change your opinion, and you got to look at it and say, "Hey, this guy has not been as good as as he was supposed to be." Do I think he'll be better than Rosen? Yes. Do I think that there are some fair comparisons there with the two? Yes. So I would be. And you could some also team argue that Rosen has been dealt the worst possible hand one and, could and, get. And why not Herbert? Herbert, you think Herbert's going to go to a place where the offensive line is as good as it was at Oregon? No way. I mean, this is going to have Rosen get before we say, OK, it's Rosen. I, and, and where does he go next? Because it's not going to be Miami. I'm pretty sure that's that. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I think it's over for him. That's yeah, unfortunate. I think it's, I think it's over somewhere. I don't think he's going to get one. Ah, that's rough. They're playing Fitzpatrick over him, Joe. Like because no, of I'm talent. well aware. Yeah, Brian Fitzpatrick's beard is going to start over him next week. I heard just the beard, half of his beard. You, think, you see him? He can't even get the helmet, the chin. It doesn't look like his helmet's on because the beard is so huge now. <laughs> it's like it's like the helmet, like the chin strap is basically his mouth now. It's just it's so bizarre. It looks so weird. I can't even handle it. It'll be somewhere next year, too. All right. Uh, okay, so we got the two-minute warning coming up next. Joe and Craig will be right back. Don't go away. Yeah. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. And you just heard it. It's almost time to get out of here. But before we leave you, let's turn it over to Joe Pizzapia, who's got today's two-minute drill. The two-minute warning. Two minutes, get your sh- together. Is that going to be enough time? You know, Frank Gore reached another milestone. He passed Barry Sanders for third all-time in rushing yards. And no, Frank Gore is not Barry Sanders, not in any way, shape, or form. He's also not Walter Payton. He's also not uh, a lot of the other running backs you'll see on that list. You can never confuse him with the talent level that's been out there on some of the greatest running backs that ever played the game. But the one thing you could say about Frank Gore is he showed up and did his job. He did his job on great teams. He did his job on awful teams. He showed up. He played through injuries and he played for longer than many running backs could ever dream. So although you can certainly look at the list and see Frank Gore's name and take it with a grain of salt in terms of talent, I don't think you can take it with a grain of salt in terms of work ethic, determination and the love of the game, because at the end of the day, nobody plays the game as long as Frank Gore has played the game, taking as many hits as Frank Gore's taken and doesn't love football. So you might look at that and say, oh, well, Frank Gore's a lesser running back. No, no. He might be a lesser running back in talent, but not in terms of heart. Frank Gore, well said, man. He is, uh, there's no doubt that he's a Hall of Famer and a Hall of Fame guy and played at the University of Miami, got to know him a little bit here. Happy to see all the things that uh, he has done. My guess is Frank Gorjo does come back next year. Uh, probably not going to catch Walter Payton on the all-time list. He's still 1,200 yards behind him. Yeah, I think but that's I, but yeah. I think you'll see him again in 2020, and I think you'll see him either on oh, Buffalo or on I think he'll be back. He'll be back next year. All right, that'll do it for the show. Full-time Fantasy is next. For our producer, Sean Guastamaki, my co-host, Joe Pizapia, I'm Craig Mish. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.